Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Uh, nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Four Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast. This is Spencer, joined with Kyle. Kyle. Hello. And the Packers are 6-1. and one. It was a Tuesday. It was a great, great game. Kyle and I, as mentioned before, we were there. What a game to be at. Did not feel real. But... As, as I said, we were at the game. I think there's a few things to talk about. One of the two people in this room danced with a woman in a wheelchair at Stadium View. I do not dance. Kyle, comments. Uh, so that process of elimination leaves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's this is all true. I won't deny it. I had a great time. She probably had a better time. And um, it, It's definitely one of those things you hear that and you're like, oh, what's going on? But she was... Well, it was very fun. She was... Very, I mean, in Green Bay, the the nightlife scene is kind of older women and men for the right. most part, anyways. <clears throat> but she was like taking pictures of everyone and stuff. It was it was very interesting a- as a whole. This is my first time being like hanging out in Green Bay for like five years, and my God, I remember Stadium View being like an actual bar, and now it's like a two story party, almost outdoor. like a, yeah, like a club. Yeah, they I, really revamped that like state or dance floor and and really just the whole aesthetic of it it was that and then the smoke the smoke machine on the dance floor i was like not a fan hashtag not not my stadium view no (laughs) but that that isn't as important we'll get right into the game 24 42 green bay packers this um we always say it i mean we're repeating ourselves a lot these these episodes but this felt like the Green Bay Packers, this is what we're used to. This was, you know, the Greg Jennings, Jermichael Finley. 2014, or 20, yeah, 2011 to 2014 rolling. type. Yes. Rolling. And right into it, quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers, the perfect quarterback uh, ranking. First time uh, or rating a uh, Green Bay Packer has ever done it. There's only been 60 players in the league who have ever done it. It's only been done 75 times total. I was a little surprised, to be wow. honest, to hear that it was his first time Me having too. a perfect passer rating. I think a lot of people were. It was one of those where you're watching the game, and you're like, yeah, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and then you get to the very end, and you're like, oh, shit, really? Okay. Yeah, the the perfect passer rating was startling. or Not, not that he had a perfect passer rating, but that it was his first it's, ever. It's one of those assumed, you know. Right, just, that he's definitely done it before right. in his illustrious career. Especially when we went 15-1 and one and no one could play with us that year, it's shocking. He didn't do it, yeah, he didn't, he do, didn't it do it once then. But or yeah. any of his other MVP years, which, speaking of, Mr. Rogers, welcome back to the yeah. MVP conversation. It's, it's nice where it's, it's a year, and I don't get into this stuff, at least not until the last few weeks. But there isn't like a whole lot of people. You know, Russell Wilson was the darling before this, and mm-hmm. he Deshaun Watson. Yep, and they both lost this week. Not like you know, obviously being a quarterback. As if they had a, lost a, a big lead on right. the in the race per se, though. But and you know that yeah, that yeah. that gives them a hit to it. Yeah, and well, this makes Rodgers 
near the near the front of it. When you're six and one and playing good quarterback, you're you're going to be in, mentioned in the MVP race. Correct. But yeah, played played from the pocket. It's it just keeps continuing. Like I said, it's been four games straight where Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers. He's making those. We watch we watched a few plays before we started recording. You know the Jamal Williams checkdown he had in the fourth where he kind of leaped in the air and just floated. Neither the of ball his feet off. were on the ground, and it, he whipped it. It's just absurd. Go. I think I think Aaron Nagler tweeted it from that from the angle I'm talking about. It's yep. absolutely it defies physics. Yeah, it's um it's odd too with these games as with these four games. Maybe if you're just kind of what you know half ass watching it. But the plays that he's making are the ones that you go back. Like I said, that Jamal Williams one. Watching it live, you have no idea. You know there's pressure in the pocket. He yes. gets it out. But then you rewatch it, and it's like, like I said, the oh, dude freaking levitated, yeah. through the, got the ball out of there. Yeah. And you've you've been saying that we've been saying over and over, oh, it looks like he's back. It looks mm-hmm. like he's back. And this was finally like the culmination of everything where it's like, yes, he is yep back and we you can say that safely and comfortably and it was a well-rounded passing offense on the ground I don't think we we did that well I think we averaged just under three yards a carry um but the the, the scheme that LaFleur has brought in I mean how can you remember fullbacks having you know two long catches the tight ends being involved as much as they were like everyone was very very equally involved yes. in the passing game and the pass blocking, too, I think it was the best game they've had all year. The last two weeks, the pass blocking, which was a bit of a concern early on with the new scheme and everything, and then, as I mentioned, the first-year head coach and Adam Stenovich, they've really came together, and now it's looking like they're once again a premier offensive line in the league where they bet they were top five for the longest time when it was, when it was sitting and TJ laying in the middle, and now we're looking pretty good there again. With yep, with Jenkins and and Turner, he's been. He, I feel like he's been getting better every week. The last two weeks, he has been better. Be it the matchups have been much better as well. You know, we're not we're not facing the the same um, front seven that we've we've had to early on, like the Bears and the Vikings. Right. But yeah, they're holding up. Brian Balaga still hasn't allowed a sack. David Bakhtiari's is getting a little bit better. The, it seemed like the back problems were holding him back a little bit earlier in the year. But yeah, and as we've talked about before, Elton Jenkins, a rookie guard, being able to come in and play very well right off the get-go. And you said the this isn't front sevens we're used to playing, and that's true. And that and this isn't really a defense we really have been used to playing. But if you score 42 points on any defense in the NFL, yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a day. It's and true. their secondary is not very good. They're missing their first-round pick, Jonathan Abram. Abram, yep. Abraham. Yep. Um, but again, two. 42 points, it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's a hell of a day. Yep. So, yeah, Rodgers. Perfect day, perfect human. Um, <laughs> on uh, the running backs, we touched on the offensive line already, but the running backs, not a, not a lot through, uh, like we said, on the ground, but in the air, Aaron Jones, and after the game, uh, Kyle and I were able to become children again, where uh, yes. there was a football at the tailgate, and we kept trying to reenact well, the, the head I just, turn. I, I, want to, I want people to realize how insanely difficult the catch Aaron Jones made was, where you go back and look at it in in slow motion if you have to. He is, his head is turned right towards the sideline, and Rodgers throws it a little inside, and he has to turn and adjust, and 
the ball is maybe four or five yards away when he makes that adjustment, mm-hmm. and he has to track it again with all of his, with basically giving himself whiplash almost. Right. And it's just, you really need, we needed, I wanted to go in the parking lot after and emphasize how insanely difficult something like that is. And it took us like six attempts each. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't really do it. I'm a high-level you, you athlete. Much, yeah, you, of course, both of us are. <laughs> you, you were a little better at it, but it's just, you know, you turn your head around and watch watching it live, it looks so damn easy with both of those guys. Right. The throw and the catch, because it was right there, but because we're even trying to do it and we were kind of lobbing it up. And I watching the replay, I'm like, shit, it really was. Spinning, like, yes. Super quick. I, I mean, I... I could do it, but most people probably couldn't. Uh, Jamal Williams again. He had a all right game. It's this is probably what we usually expect for him to have. Yep. A couple catches, couple runs. Yep. Ended up having a touchdown as well. Uh, Danny Vitale. Get this man the football. He is getting it more and more, and I've seen more people talk about this. I saw Nagler was talking to someone on Twitter how you know everyone is bitching about us, and n- not so much bitching, but talking about maybe having a need at receiver. But it's looking like receiver is just one third of the passing offense, almost not exactly, but you you get what I'm saying. Yes. Where it's moving through all these different pieces, and receiver just happens to be the top one. But you know, how often do you have a fullback with two catches for what 50 yards? Just about. Yep. Very impressive there. Hopefully, we see more of it, and that's what they were talking about all training camp as well. And uh, this is courtesy of Badger Noonan. Um, Small doses does make it work. He's got a point there with Danny Vitale. But on the season, he's now caught six of seven targets for 94 yards. That's 15 and a half yards of reception. Again, small doses, I understand. That's how it's going to stay effective. Uh-huh. But who knows, man? Right. He, he he gets open, and he's he's big, and he's got speed. So I mean, how, how often – when talking running backs, you know, we're just talking about the running backs here. Are you, we've only talked about passing plays, be it they didn't do much on the ground, but it's all of these guys were very, very good options in the passing game. And we talked about beforehand, too. Uh, Vitaly, after the game, talked about how the one larger play he had, that wheel route type, well, not even a wheel route. It was just pretty much straight out at, at yep. the beginning. Yep. But uh, Rodgers at the line was almost kind of testing him with the wide receiver type audible hot route thing. And he wasn't used to it, but he still remembered what it was. And, and that's why the, the play was able to happen, yeah. And that's exactly how you get 12's trust. That, that trust that we always hear about, yeah. But yeah, like you said, uh, they did. They were extremely reliable in the in the past game. Of the two backs and the full back, they caught 10, 10 of their 11 targets. So, yeah. That'll work. Yeah. That will work. And moving on naturally to the other pass catchers, tight ends and receivers, um, I mean, I don't even know really where to start. Do you start? With- I think I think <laughs> we can start with maybe uh, easing up our hand on the panic button, right? Yeah, for the receivers, because well, first of all, um, we saw what Emmanuel Sanders just went for today, and yep. Muhammad. Sanu- I mean, Muhammad Sanu a second round pick. Sanu that, was, that seems very Sanu was shocking. I was very surprised that it was because I always you know assumed him almost like uh, Jones for for them beforehand and he you know he's moved around Marvin Jones but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a second round pick, and to the Patriots too. It's like, well, shit, they know what they're doing. But yeah, yeah right. Emmanuel Sanders as it was a, a Sanders and a fifth for a third and a fourth is like, is that the price we really want to pay for? I don't know a thirty-two year old receiver coming off an Achilles tear. Yeah, you hear that, but at the same time, if we made that move, you'd be like, oh shit, we just put up forty-two points, and now we're adding. Yeah, well, I a mean, number two, we a would find a way two. to be excited about it. Right, but now this is you know a way to kind of temper our. Yeah frustration maybe it's, it's good timing that that they performed as well as they did right before the trade exactly deadline. but i'll start off Mar- marquez valdez scantling um beautiful fr- day. first gutted through the game they kept talking about afterwards uh how great it was that he did play through i don't know if that's how hurt he was or maybe it's just maybe he's a guy that usually doesn't play banged up but they were very happy that he played and rogers said afterwards too that he was you know joking around with quez on the sideline saying aren't you glad you played now <laughs> and I've decided this is this is who Marquez Valdez Scantling is. He's going to have one to four catches a game, but every one of those catches you might as well hit a random number generator, and that's what it's going to be <laughs> above twenty yards. Well, but, above fifteen but, yards. But not well. I wouldn't even say that because legitimately, it's just I, I'd like to see his catches this year because it's got to be all over the board. It's got to be you know yeah ten twelve. 20, 25, 64. <laughs> and, then, and, and then, you know, the big touchdown mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yep. He looked, I mean, it's maybe because I was looking for it. And because considering what his skill set is as a receiver, right. he's going to stretch a field in speed. Uh, I mean, because it, it's an it's an ankle slash leg. Right. Which, again, with that skill set, it's worrisome because he needs his speed to really excel. And, and on top of it, he did only play 20 snaps. Okay. Yeah. And and again, maybe it's because I was looking for it. It did look like there was a slight hitch in just in his jogging or in, in mm-hmm. his walking. But I mean, he looked just fine on that seventy-four yard scamper. I mean, and we got to talk about that going back to the running backs. I swear that touchdown was almost more Aaron Jones oh, than it was. Oh, Like you said, he was even banged up, but he was able to run in. But there was no one. It was crazy how Aaron Jones was able to take that dude out of the play. Dominated like it, him. Like, you you watch the play and it's just those two are blocking each other and then it's Quez just running right by yep. him. They don't move at all. It just stood him right up. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Uh, Geronimo good bounce back game too. Mm-hmm. A lot of sideline big, big catches. Third down sideline catches. Throws. Yep. yep, he caught the one where Rogers got absolutely smoked. Yeah, which again speaking, he he took some shots as well. Yeah, but he seemed he seemed good enough. He had the perfect pass rating. He can't complain too much. Right. Um, Kumaro, this is. Kind of what we touched on before. This is what you expect from him. Decent routes. Hell of a day. Maybe a touchdown thrown in there. That was a huge touchdown. Which at at the game, I it's like half the stadium I think didn't know it was a touchdown because mm-hmm. we couldn't could not see the ref. Because yeah, we wa- we had just watched before click and record, and he the the ref is like tucked behind like three camera guys. It was a very delayed response. It wasn't until everyone else came up and was celebrating with him we just assumed it was a touchdown yeah. but that i mean that he so he only had two catches so that for the touchdown and then the other one um i mean he literally got a guy traded right because yeah. he broke him so bad if you go back and look at his other catch he ran he it, i think it's like a it was like a 14 15 yard comeback route and the db first round pick in 2017 i believe just got absolutely busted and it was an easy pitch and catch but you know why Touchdown Jesus. Oh, my God, I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I, I yeah. did see Whitewater Jesus today. I like that a I little I told more. you that last week. I told you that I've last week. I've come around on that one. Yeah. Touchdown that, Jesus that's what just I sounds, said. I don't know. It It's a little presumative. Presumative? Presu- for, yeah. pre- presu- presumative? I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't know right now. But, um, you know, he, for having one touchdown. But 
good good enough. Uh, Alan Lazard, watching it live, he first had a really really bad drop. Where I think he was anticipating getting smacked by the safety yep. there. That's but, his only. That was his only target he didn't catch. Yep, and then he had the fantastic catch down in the corner near the end zone. Stuff like that gets me real excited because I don't ever remember Rogers having this big body catch radius. Yeah, you know, eight yards around. I mean, the closest thing realistically would be Jermichael Finley, but, but I'm in terms of true wide receiver. Right. I just and they he's were always had little like. Dink and Dunkers or field stretchers in Jordy, Greg, Cobb, James yeah, I Jones. S- I saw that conversation on on Twitter where they were saying he's always Rogers has had point guards and centers, but he hasn't really had like a power forward type. Oh, okay. and then I saw someone. Uh, I think it might have been Zach. Happy Cruz. opening night. Yeah, Zach Cruz bring up uh, Ruvel Martin might be the closest thing. I don't know if you remember him, but no. he's. Ruvel Martin. Martin's the connector between Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur because. Ruvel Martin, uh, when Rodgers was a rookie, I assume he was an undrafted guy, tall, tall, taller receiver, physical guy, whatever. Okay. And he stuck around for a few years, but that was Rodgers' first really good friend on the team. Well, huh. Ruvel Martin <clears throat> played with Matt Lafleur at Signal Valley State, I believe. If it wasn't Signal Valley State, then it was when he played for one of the like minor league football teams. But the Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur have both have have had Ruvel Martin as a This is favorite. a fantastic tidbit. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm surprised I haven't seen more people bring that up. I remember hearing that the first Ru- time. Wow, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to look this guy up now. This okay. He's very yeah. good. His his first his first receiver buddy. Um Shepard didn't do much on uh, this is more special teams. I don't remember him being on the offense that much, but man, his No. Not a good bounce back game. I was hoping for more out of him. I mean, it could have could have been worse, but there was no really nowhere to go but up. Yeah, no turnovers. Um, at least. Do we have? I know we talked about it last week. Do we still not have a return past the twenty five yard line? Or yeah, I don't th- I don't think so. Not like I'm too concerned with that. And but... again, but again, were they? I think they were again forcing our return yep. team to return oh, yeah. it because they, yeah, that, this it's, this is it's going to our... be that all year now until he shows otherwise. I wonder I wonder if we're going to make a move. I actually saw that the Vikings cut Sheryls today. Really? Uh-huh. Well, he they just picked him up a couple weeks ago as well, but I wouldn't mind oh. someone like that. We had, we're pretty deep at corner, I feel like, but he's he's a very very sure-handed punt returner, yeah. I assume. The same for kicks, but uh Continuing with the pass catchers, Jimmy Graham, great bounce back game. Heck yeah. More than I expected. Probably his best game as a Green Bay Packer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, I, I felt like last year he opened up pretty well against the Vikings, and he had one huge play called back. But the, he was – I mean, was, not only making guys miss, but, I mean, it's kind of generous to say he made a miss. He literally just ran – I mean, that's watching just it terrible live too, defense. It's, it's like he's, you know – jogging and he's just jogging around people who are falling it's like gee how are you professional players who are not able to tackle but i mean this is a very large human being it's probably you know in the moment kind yeah. of intimidating but not only making guys miss but running a guy over i mean yeah. who or is that guy the first the first play it looked like you know jimmy graham that we've seen where he tried to juke and he just fell down you know he just fell down yep. in, into the guy the, v- the vitale special mm-hmm. but all, yeah, he caught all four of his targets, touchdown, sixty-five yards. As, and you know, he caught he caught the not perfect end zone touchdown. You know, he's being Jimmy Graham. If you get your hands on it, you have to catch it yep. more than more than anyone else on this team. Yep. I feel like because that's what you're pretty much there for, yep. at least in the end zone. And he was able to do that this week 
finally after struggling to do so earlier. Uh, Mercedes Lewis didn't do a hell of a lot, and we didn't have any anyone else so much for the tight ends. But overall, I think this is the offense, like we said, that we've been looking for. Waiting it's just for. a little a little bit of everything, truly, yep. at least in the passing game. But, yeah, hell of a day, forty two points. Let's uh, let's keep it going. We got another pretty porous defense coming up, but we'll get to that. Yep. And with that, we will have a ad from B2B Data Guy. Are your current sales leads bad and trash? Well, worry no more, because you have found B2B Data Guy. I will give you the best leads you have ever seen. You thought your previous leads were good? Those leads belong to the trash man. Do you want to be a trash man? I have leads for doctors, teachers, bartenders, zookeepers, adult film producers, anything you need, I got it. I have so many leads, I don't know what to do with them. You'll never find quality leads at this price ever again. I will bet my pristine reputation on this. I've had women flock to me asking me about these leads. Don't you want these leads? Contact me now, immediately, today, immediately for these leads. These are my leads, contact me today. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And we're back with the defense. Uh, not sure exactly what to say about bend the don't break, baby. It is, it is the bend don't break and the you know the game plan of just having a lead and not allowing the big stuff to happen. And it's Derek Carr. This this is probably the game that Raiders fans. I guess I'm, I don't know many Raiders fans. I don't follow the Raiders, but they're gonna look back at this game and say, "This is where we stop believing in Derek Carr." You know. That that play at the end of the second half is just I, I can't remember what a, a, I mean a what backbreaker. a swing terrible because that goes from seventeen to fourteen Raiders to all of a sudden twenty one ten at the half we get the ball score right away twenty eight ten before the Raiders even get the ball again yeah just it's, it that made the whole difference and it made the entire game. The Raiders just had to feel so dejected. Yeah, and in talking to you, I think we went through the same kind of purgatory at that point at the stadium because I was getting ready for – I had to take a piss, and I was going to get cheese curds. Mm-hmm. And I Essentials. left I left at – I think there was a TV timeout right beforehand, and I went down and I kind of watched, you know, standing at the stoop, and I knew it looked like – I think I did it at third on third down because I'm like, okay, well, the, here comes the field goal or whatever, and then I'll be able to move after that. But then it was just – the review, and then we get the ball back at the 25, and then it's a whole drive, and it felt like that was the longest end of a second half I can remember. Mm. I remember getting in line for the cheese curds, looking up, seeing that, you know, Carr did fumble, go back outside, have to watch, all right, we score, and then go back and get my cheese curds. So it was, you know, Derek Carr caused a bit of a hassle for me. Well, my experience was I went to go take a piss, and then, thankfully, the only parts I missed was them getting to the three-yard line. Mm-hmm. So, like, the two chunk plays, Perfect. I think they were Waller, which... Yeah, of course. Um, great play by Redmond on the second one to yes. to stop him. And then I, I saw the play live, the Derek Carr, and then I was kind of like... I was kind of like Tony Romo in the stands. I was like, I, I, I don't know, thought... Jim. But then on the first replay, yeah. I was like, yep, that's our football. Going that way. Yeah. And no one else around me was kind of... They were kind of just like watching, waiting. But I was like, no, folks, we're going that way. Yes. Huge huge turning point in the game, and maybe we'll just start there. Blake Martinez forced that, that stop, that fumble, if you want to say it. I mean, all he really did was 
push them and then card did the rest. That's just it's it's such a boneheaded, yeah, unaware play by Derek Carr. It's just it's inexcusable. He's, he's not a guy that can make those plays, and he tried to make those plays. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Blake Martinez. He had like 16 tackles, but that first half was a bit of a nightmare for him. You know, he didn't look that great. He. And like you said, what what's the stat? Yeah, cur- yeah, courtesy of Zach Cruz. He's a he's got great stats and knowledge. You get to great look that follow stuff up, up um, when you're full time. Um, of Blake Martinez's 16 combined tackles, 10 were four year four yards or more downfield. And we've yeah. talked about it before. This is this is kind of the epitome of Blake Martinez. Yeah, he's gonna make tackles. He's not gonna miss a ton, but. It's just, he's going to be a step behind when never, he does never make makes them. exceptional plays. Uh, Goodson he showed up. He had a he got beat by Waller in the end zone. I mean, who who really didn't on Sunday? But he also that helped guys. out huge on that fourth down stop. Oh yeah, where, uh, well he had the two where um, they stopped Jacobs or it was on the first. For, I think it was the first oh, and goal sure, play yeah, on the yeah. Derek Carr fumble. Yeah, Preston Smith set the edge really nice, made Jacobs come inside. Preston wrapped him up, and then Goodson came and just popped there was, him back. There was back to we, you know, and everyone's been saying all, all year the bend don't break, but like you said, that that play from Redmond stopping him at, at like the five or three, whatever it was, and there was a few others where we stopped them short too, and they had to settle for field goals or ending mm-hmm. or like Kevin King, where he picked it off the play after right yep. after having tight he coverage. Where lost. yeah, we give up those big plays, but it is bend don't break as long as we're not giving up touchdowns and field goals. And at least in this game, the game play just completely went, you know, ass backwards for him. Where Petten knows, okay, we've got a two-score lead, we can we'll give them seven yards all day, but we're just not going to look for those big plays. Just lock up when it's when you need to, and Which, yeah, they just made every play at the right time. It's always just enough, but at the same time, I heard the stat today. I think I think Wildy um, put the stat out there. Um, the Packers do lead the league in plays given up. 40 yards or more with 11. Ooh, that's alarming. Which is breaking, but I think a lot of those aren't it's touchdowns bending. when it's most bending. people would say, you know, if if you, you hear there's 11 plays over 40 yards, you'd think most are touchdowns. I don't think a lot of them are. We no. are at least catching them, catching them late. Uh, back to the secondary, though, like we said, um, Redmond had a pretty solid game. Pretty rough start on that, which Josh Ugh. Jacobs, that guy is good. I think he's going to be in this league for a while. He, he is really he's good. He's solid. He, on the very on their very first try, he had that long run, and Redmond kind of just, like, was playing patty cake with him, and Jacobs took him for a ride. It's and... those runs where it looks like he knows what he's doing and other guys don't, where yeah. he's just able to shift and move and juke and no one, everyone else is just kind of like standing. Yeah. Like Amos got absolutely ran over. Did you see that re- replay? It looked like Charles Woodson and Brandon Jacobs oh, in the NFC Championship God. game where he just got hammered. And it was the same, it was pretty close to the same thing. And that was very, very early in the game. But um, yeah, uh, Tremont didn't have a very great game. I thought Kevin King played pretty well, even on that pass that we were mm-hmm. talking about, uh, the deep one that he let up. He was, it, was, he, it was good coverage. He was right it was just on a heck guy. of a throw and a heck of a catch. Right, and then the next play he was able to get the pick And then, again, him, that's yeah. just Derek Carr. Like, Terrible. what are you doing, man? two green jerseys there. He's trying yeah. to force it to nothing. But um, Jair, uh, apparently he didn't have that great of a game. I mean, he, wa- watching it live, you know, he – He's kind of disappeared the last few weeks. He's not making those big plays. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I don't think we can complain too much with, with the game we just had. Yeah, I saw um, some Raiders 
kind of fans and, and beat writers say like that to to get yards on us they were going to have to switch up their offense because I think and I haven't watched a lot of Raider, Raiders games thank God mm-hmm. a lot of their offense has been kind of dink and dunk but that you could you could see there was an emphasis on pushing the ball downfield yeah. and there was a lot of guys getting open downfield well, and it, they were getting chunk plays but also thankfully Derek Carr was missing a lot of throws too yeah I mean that's what killed them that first drive they were moving the ball so much and yep. they went pass pass and it was incomplete incomplete terrible terrible mm-hmm. plays yeah it, it is like they're, they're set up with the personnel to be a dink and dunk offense but it's like they just expanded it you know the tight ends were getting much larger chunk plays yep. than they're used kind to probably threw Patton off a little bit yeah but uh the smith brothers no pretty quiet pretty quiet it's one of those things where all the talk this week beforehand leading up with lafleur at first Zadarius thought he said no more sack celebrations, and then he clarified saying no long sack celebrations. They're like, oh, well, we have a great one lined up. So now it's like. Now you know they're not going to get one. Right. And you know the Raiders, if you're a Raider, if you're in that locker room, that is bulletin board material right there. But uh, I didn't know the Raiders' offensive line was. was, And they were missing uh, their right tackle, who's like the. They made the highest paid tackle in the the history. Yeah. They, yeah, they played really well. They're one of the better, yeah, one of the better pass blocking offensive lines in the league. It's it's funny because you know they have in, Rich Incognito. What an odd player! How he can, he's a free agent, but when someone wants him to play, he's one of the better guards in the league. It's a very very odd career because he Head is you case. know a crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Smith brothers, uh, Zedarius graded out pretty well. I know against the run game, he did have like four pressures, so they were at least making Carr move. Which, okay. as we've said, and as should be common knowledge, sacks aren't aren't the end-all be-all when it comes to pass rush. It is quarterback pressures, and that's what what we did, and that's what forced Carr to kind of be running around with his head cut off half the time. Absolutely. But uh, Kenny Clark, too, he had an okay game. Lowry, all right. Yeah, I mean, he got it, little, it's it hard was, to know for sure. It was a little scary there when he got carted off. Oh, uh, yeah, that I was totally right, forgot about that. was right in front that. of our seats because we're kind of right above the tunnel, and that was that was alarming. But he was back in there. Yeah, so. and this is, this is a little-known fact for – any any Packers injury or most Packers injuries, especially when it's a more important player, they cart guys to the locker room. It could be it could be something minor. They're usually carting guys to the locker room because they don't want to take that extra you know that extra or they take that extra precaution just in case. Sure, I did not know that. Yeah, because a lot of people have gotten on Rogers before. I remember when he broke. Because now, his yeah, I'm trying to like recall of the Rogers injury. He got a lot of shit when he broke his collarbone and they carted him to the locker uh, room. Yeah, and it's something you know Rogers. But it's, it's a team thing. Yeah, it's not I mean, a, look at when when he when he got hurt week one last year. He got carted too, and he came back. Yeah, well, I mean, but that a was more leg, significant, so, right? But Whatever. That's a, another good tidbit. All right, two good tidbits. Yeah, very, very keep, important stuff. Keep them coming. Very important stuff there. But, yeah, I don't know. It it was Ben don't break. There, I feel like there wasn't a lot to talk about with the defense. Yeah, I um, I think 24 points. I mean, they 484 yards it's is, just, it's is tough. a lot. It's tough to know. But I think on their on that last touchdown, it was led by Mike Glennon. Yeah. Like I don't think I, well, the the twos are in that that the point. second half of the fourth quarter. Was I don't. Just... Yeah, I don't think the ones are gonna let up a touchdown drive on Mike Glennon. So yeah, I know. I we'll think take that 24th point with a grain of salt. We're something like I don't know the exact stat. We're like 17 in yards allowed, and we're like sixth or ninth in points allowed. And it's like okay, well, one of those is a little bit more important than the other. Right. And I'm glad we're good in them. Those aren't flipped. Right. So. We'll see. Um, 
A lot more tests with actual quarterbacks. It'll be interesting to see how this defense responds to actual offenses in the future. But, yeah, I don't know. We're, first few games we thought this was going to be a defensive team, and now now that the offense is getting settled in, figuring out what they're doing, stride. It's, it'll be very interesting to see because it's setting up t- to look like very similar teams of the past where the offense just absolutely obliterates and the defense lives and dies by the pressure and the turnovers. Turnovers, yep. So that'll that'll be what we're looking for. And with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Doctor, are you going to be able to save him? I'm sorry. He has a terminal case of pink eye. No doctor could cure this. Wait, I think I can help. Have you tried giving him a large dose of my leads? I'm sorry, your what? My leads. My leads from my email campaigns. Sir, I don't think you understand what's going on here. This man is dying. We have no other choice. My leads have revitalized sales teams across the nation. If they can help businesses flourish, there's no way they can't save this man's life from pink eye. You bring up a good point. You really think you can save him? My leads have saved companies for years. This is nothing. We have nothing to lose. Hurry! All right. I'll just fire up this campaign, and we'll have a handful of leads ready in seconds. My God. He's cured. Where am I? What happened? I thought my eye was uncurable. The magic of our leads saved your life. Visit b2bdataguide.com if this ever happens to you again. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. So, take news for the week. This is Tom Silverstein talking about Aaron Rodgers' reminder, perfect performance against the Oakland Raiders. There was one game this year in which Devontae Adams dominated the action. Ever since, you know, since he's been hurt, in an odd way, I think it's the best thing that happened to them is that it's forced them to play a non-biased game. Right. So especially Rodgers, who we know has biases, really big biases. And when he's not biased like he was today, he was outstanding. And there were so many wide-open receivers, it wasn't even funny. I, I just was really, really impressed by uh, what LaFleur put together and how he got Rodgers to buy into it. Uh, Yeah, the protection was excellent. The game plan was good, and Rodgers' execution was right on. And, you know, even I'm going to nitpick a little bit because that's what I do. Uh, Rodgers was not pinpoint, you know. I mean, his, his throw to Aaron Jones... I don't know if it was off or what he was doing there, um, but, you know, Aaron Jones had to turn around. That's not to say that he didn't play a great game. I, I just, it it bothers, it bothered me a little bit in the locker room, all these guys, and people are going up to them, you know, Lazard, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, Vitali, these guys, and they're going, wow, Aaron Rodgers had a perfect ring. What's it like to be a part of that, you know? And you sort of could sense them going, hey, I I was on the field too, you (laughs) know? (laughs) So, I think I know what Tom is trying to get at here. 
but all he, all it sounds like he's trying to say is that Matt LaFleur is the reason the offense did anything on Sunday. You know, and Rodgers just happened to be the game manager for the week. Yeah, I mean, whenever someone says not to whatever, they proceed to do whatever yeah, that not, thing not is. Not to nitpick. Not, not to, nitpick. to nitpick. But that, of all throws to nitpick, the one to Aaron Jones, like, what? Because if, if he throws it to the sideline, that becomes, A, a much more difficult throw, and B, a much more difficult well, maybe not much more difficult to catch I think, because he has to toe tap and kind of stay in bounds. I think it works either way, but to even call that pass out of, you know, that's that's what you're going to say that, that made you think he wasn't pinpoint accurate? Sure. Sure, there were guys, and be it, this is probably the most we've had wide open receivers that I can remember in the last few years because mm-hmm. there were guys wide open. Mm-hmm. But my God, the guy was perfect. And I think the only way that Tom described him throughout the episode was great. It's, and he did it twice, and it was, like, specific plays that he did that were great. And he, he said – and he didn't even say that Rodgers was great. He said one of the things he did was great, and he said, I'm not saying he didn't have a great performance. But he never said he had a great performance. <laughs> just insufferable. Like, I don't – like, he must just like being the heel. I really – and like I've said before, we do need a critical look at the team and a lot of – and he does – Tom brings up a lot of good points in that in that podcast too. He talks about the defense and how they do need to get their shit together because the last few weeks, you know, they really have had a lot of, you know, not panic button, but it leaves you questioning some things. But with this play, it, you really wonder if Rodgers has – has miffed or done something wrong mm-hmm. to Tom in the past that he's hold that Tom's holding against him because even before that too how he you know it's turned from Ro- Rogers being able to keep the offense going Rogers Matt keeping the offense going with not having Devonte and Tom spinning it to you know a bias that yeah Rogers he has, has to a be bias. unbiased like. You're going to try and get the ball to your best playmakers. And not only that, over the last two years or whatever, there hasn't been open guys like there have been. No. Like, like I just said, you know, I can't remember someone being this open. Well, when you're playing quarterback in the league, you're going to throw to the guy who's open or who usually is. In the last two years, it's been Devontae Adams. Usually been number 17. And I don't know who else it really has been who's who's been running the great routes for him. Yep. So it's... I, Saying it's bias is just, I think, ridiculous. Yeah. And and he also says that he finally got Rodgers to buy in, which just, he puts these real negative spins. As if it's like Rodgers has been, like, rebellious. And we, I understand that, yeah, Rodgers, anyone at that level is going to have the have a bit of an attitude when it comes to specific things because, I mean, he is, he's been the best quarterback on the planet a lot. More often than not, yeah, in in his career, right. So he probably knows a lot more than I don't know the average coach or whatever. Be it you don't always want to be that guy, but my God, it's he, just I mean that's the truth game, though. A yeah. perfect passer rating, and you find a way to nip. Like there's, I feel like there's a lot of things to nitpick on maybe maybe the offense and mm. definitely the defense, but of all. 50, 46 active players, Rodgers is not one. It's like Tom t- touches on the uh, the receivers were asked all these questions about being around Rodgers for the perfect pass rating game. It's like 
Tom's almost that was frustrating. It's too. almost like Tom's saying this from the perspective of a receiver. Like Tom felt like he played during yeah, the game like and he, he didn't get any credit. Because it's like, do you think do you think Rogers had that mindset when Aaron Jones ran for four touchdowns in right. Dallas? Yeah. Like that's just absurd. Yeah, I I'm surprised we didn't hear um, you know, Tom talk about uh Matt LaFleur being able to convince Aaron Jones to buy into the system in his four touchdown just, game. Just absurd. So, yep, that's it. Uh that was take news for the week. Make a pro football talk headline. All right, make a pro football talk headline for the week. Uh this is just where we take something from the game and spin it totally negatively like pro football talk slash Mike Florio would. Uh, for myself, we're going to switch it up a little bit this week and give you the headlines first and then break it down afterwards. I think it'll be, it'll make more sense listening to. So my pro football talk headline of the week is Matt LaFleur calls Rogers old man in front of everyone in the locker room. (laughs) Players scream. First time in Packer history, a guy completes a game with a perfect passer rating. Hold on, 25 of 31, 429 yards, five, five touchdowns, and the old man wins one. Now, I think it works because you're able to take things out of context and present it in a headline Mm. as Florio does. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we can get a little violent in the headline here. Yes. We can, we can stir the pot. Yes. All right. So that's mine. Kyle, what is your pro football talk headline of the week? Okay. So I'm going to go, this is, there isn't really a a sound bite to go with it, but I'll go, um, Aaron Rodgers' performance on Sunday should place Kirk Cousins firmly with him in the MVP race. Now, there's kind of two two Florioisms here in this. Right. Um, the yeah. one is kind of as a Vikings fan, the the little brother complex. Yep. And I'm a little brother myself, so I know a little brother complex when I see it. He can't, you know, up. He can't compliment Rogers or the Packers or a team he hates without trying to lift up irrationally yeah. some some would say, uh, lifting up cousins himself. And the second is it generates, you know, the outrage, the clicks, because people are going to be like, really cousins MVP. Mm -hmm. And the third is because he did say last week before this Oakland performance that Rogers was in the MVP race. And even, even reasonable Packer fans, I think would, uh, you know, we've said he's been playing lights out, but he has not been putting up MVP numbers. Right. And so that's kind of a way to like, to sort of support himself. We're like, Oh, I, I said this last week. Why cousins is right there in the same category. And It's funny. I I like it a lot. Cause you, you mentioned what you were going to have your headline be before we started recording. And it reminded me because, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Last week, because we talked about it briefly, Rogers PFT threw um, Rogers in the MVP, MVP conversation, which a lot of us wouldn't have. Even. Right. The headline last week was the numbers don't show it, but Rogers is playing at an MVP level on a team that definitely wouldn't be five and one without him. So that was last week. This week, after the Vikings game and the Packers game, he tweets, 
updated MVP candidates. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Christian McCaffrey, fringe candidate Kirk Cousins. In parentheses, yes, Kirk Cousins. He did say I didn't even know that. Right. That's what I was saying because you you (laughs) told me that yesterday, and I'm like, I I don't even think you realize – yeah. Oh my God. And he he had a couple. No, he. <laughs> I think he had a full article on it too. I mean, he has. Kirk has played the I last mean, three weeks pretty well. He has played very well. There was some stat where he's the first quarterback. All these Viking fans are throwing the stat out there. He's the first quarterback ever to have a passer rating over like one thirty and throw for over three hundred yards in three consecutive games. And they're like, "Wow, look at this! Aaron Rodgers has never done this." It's like you didn't even know this was a fucking record <laughs> before this week. Yeah, and you're gonna break well, about and it. And if you look at his first three weeks, like nothing pops. He threw the ball ten times week one. Yeah, he he's thrown under two hundred yards twice. Rodgers hasn't done that yet. He's got three picks on the year. Rodgers has two. Yeah, and see now now I'm looking at it. Pro Football Talk did tweet this out too. Question, who's the only NFL QB with three or more games of 300 or more passing yards and a pass rating of at least 130? Like, it's already a mouthful just asking the question. Right. Answer, not Peyton or Tom or Favre or Elway or Breeze or anyone not named Kirk Cousins. Cool. And again, to keep trying to spin zone, I mean, the Giants was the first of that. Terrible defense. Philly, I mean, we know what that secondary's like. And then a Detroit on a hungover you know, dejected. They just got yeah. kind and, of screwed. And the I mean, week we were before. able to keep a pretty clean pocket against the Lions as well. It's just, and this is the it. This is the moment for you know the Vikings fans, whatever. Yeah, you get to feel good. Nobody, if if you're actually believing Kirk Cousins is going to continue playing like this, you are you are asking. I I actually hope you do because that just means you're going to get broken again. <laughs> yeah, there are there are dumb Viking fans like there are dumb Packer fans, which will lead us. Out of Make a Pro Football Talk headline into Dumb Packer yes. Fan of the Week. All right, Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Uh, we This is our first time having three segments in an episode, and I think they're all a little bit shorter. That'll prob- probably be better, but Hey-o. lighter version of Dumb Packer Fan of the Week, hopefully. We'll see how it goes. So this is from the live periscope of the post-game press conference with Matt LaFleur. Uh, one comment. Steve, there's 12 reactions. Worst Packer team I've seen in a long time. Have no clue how their second and their sixth and one. Sixth. One and done in playoffs. And it's all one word. He didn't have any spaces there. So I I don't know. The worst Packer team he's ever seen? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if Steve's just being a troll, but it looks like, you know, you know, you you see these fake old people accounts and the the pictures are very like unreasonable and then you see this and i'm like this is just this looks like a guy who just got off the lake fishing you know <laughs> yeah. um so then all the comments obviously are just ripping ripping them apart that you know seven and one but but someone says better team than your team and someone else says you're just here to stir up controversy right you can't be serious and then Probably. steve replies to the previous guy and says my team is the packers <laughs> Someone else says, oh, brother, I will never understand the trolls. Go irritate someone on your own team's page. But then he said, I'm rooting for the Packers. And then th- this comment, he, he, I hope he's a troll, but I, you never know with these people. <laughs> Steve, if we win the Super Bowl, I'll stop watching football altogether. I'll is spelt I-L. No, no, no parenthesis. That's anything. the end of the comment? No, no, no. I'll stop watching football altogether. This really is the worst Packer time if they win. It's rigged. Rigged. Packer time, not even team. Packer time. So now I'm, you know, he must just be dumb. Or, oh, he's, what's his username? 
It's I, I'm not going to disclose that on the podcast. It's got to. <laughs> this, this is uh, this is on Facebook. This is the live stream on the Facebook. It's got to be an, a fan of an opposing team. I mean, that's the only explanation. I don't know. I didn't do enough research to find out for sure. Good. But moving on, uh, the Green Bay Packers page tweeted Aaron Rodgers' historic performance by the numbers. It's just some article. Uh, Connor comments. These videos on the Packers website never work on my iPhone. Computer, yes. Never my phone. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Connor. Uh, I'm going to say Karen, but it is not Karen. There's a lot of vowels in here. I don't know how to say the name. <laughs> Who are we trading for today? That's the date. Who are we trading for today? The post-game presser. Yep. Well, post that was after the offense. That was saying yeah, how great the but, offense was. I mean. Here's a good one. You'll love this one. Green Bay Packers put this out there. Blake Martinez leads the NFL with 76 tackles after racking up a career-high 16 in Sunday's win. Uh-oh. Lisa, he is great. I don't care what anyone says. I love to watch him play. Hey, wasn't the D supposed to do some celebration thing after a sack? I was wondering for that. I, sorry, I was waiting for that. Did they not get a sack, or did I miss it? <laughs> so this is just this is just Lisa like, that might, thinking, or just might be a very impressive troll. Yeah, just starts off. You know, I like Blake, or and just, then it's wait, oh wait, what else <laughs> happened in the game? Hey, there weren't any sacks. Anyone know what know what happened? Uh, Diana, love him, but I see too many Packers commenting that he needs to be traded. <laughs> not nice people. He is good. Hell I see yeah. him all over the field as well. Go Blake. <laughs> wow. They're not really I love you mixing in these wholesome ones. Mm-hmm. Bob, unfortunately, a lot of his tackles are after the running back has carried him for five yards and <laughs> dropped from exhaustion. <laughs> I kind of, I wanted to throw that That's in there. That's a bit like, extreme. Yeah, a little extreme. You know, not 100% wrong, but most. But most, again, extreme. Yeah. I love this one too. Michael, Madden gives him no respect with a mid-70s overall rating. Yeah, that... Very, very important here, Michael. Yes, I'm glad thank you, you. you chimed in to bring up the Madden. Let's start a Madden movement rating. to get that changed. Bob, dude's a machine, which is why I laughed when people said before the season Kenny Clark was the best player on D. Um, One, it's not Blake. If you, it, it, I think some people just think tackles because tackles, nothing's more football than like touchdowns score. and tackles. Yeah. But Blake isn't the top half of this that would, defense. That would actually be wild if someone actually held that opinion. Yes. Here we go. This is from Yang. We didn't re-sign Hyde, and look, he's doing and look and look, he's doing on the Bills. That's what it says. We need stability. Signing him would be better, in my opinion. I mean, it's a little late for that now. A little late in a different position. Why are you Why are you bringing this up right now? It's like the It's like the T.J. Watt thing. Like, whoa, why oh, did we draft him? Why yeah. did we draft? But we we don't have to go into that. But did you see the play Hyde made? That was insane. Yeah, it was kind of cool. All right. Pack, Green Bay Packers again. Perfect rating. Week 7 victory posters. Just some picture that they put out. Some mm-hmm. fake posters. Not sure. a real thing. Roxanne. Is there somewhere I can purchase this poster? My son went to the game yesterday, and I think this would make a great Xmas gift for him. Jeff. I would just download it and check with Wal- Walgreens or Shutterfly. <laughs> Roxanne. Jeff. Yeah, that'll be my last resort. I thought, <laughs> I thought of that as well. Sure would be nice if it was just a few clicks away, like Amazon or such. And then Jacob, another guy, just chimes in. I assume you'll have to go to Walmart slash Walgreens route. They make Photoshops like it, like this daily, so I doubt you'll be able to find a poster like this online. Sure. Like, okay. why are you? What? Not the not the time nor the place. Yeah, yeah. 
and th- this is the last post-game one. There's one pre-game, which was probably my favorite. Green Bay Packers. Packers improved to 6-1 and one with Sunday win over the Raiders. Uh, uh, Porsche or Porsche <laughs> comments, so proud of the, Green, of the Green Bay Packers. Such a humble team, just like the Saints. Joseph replies, uh, Porsche, I've always liked the Saints and their fans for what... <laughs> For that reason, even when they won the Super Bowl, they weren't horrible winners about it. <laughs> I just what? Why are you guys talking about the Saints I, and how they are winning? Right. Just, it, but the, it's these little pockets on the internet. But now are I'll just go. fast because they and they can just drag on and on. Yes. So this is my favorite one. Of the go week. to Walgreens, get it. <laughs> so this is the live Periscope face, Periscope Facebook feed of the pep rally before the game. All right, so this is a white male named Busa. I need a date for the Packer game at Lambeau oh tomorrow. Anyone interested? Kate. Um, hi. Busa. Hello, LOL. <laughs> and then some other woman chimes in and says, me. He never responds to her. But then Kate, after Busa says, hello, Kate says, me, I want to go, LOL. So I even did a little digging, at least as much (laughs) as I could. I don't know if they were friends beforehand. I don't see any more comments on there. I don't know if they were friends beforehand, but they are now mutual friends. So hopefully our sweet Bussa and our sweet Kate were able to go to the game together. Good for you, man. Yeah. I I really, I enjoyed that one. That's great. In fact, I think I'm going to comment right now and see. How'd it go? See how it went. (laughs) That is it for Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. All right, and we will wrap things up with a preview for the game next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Dun, 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 dun. Sunday night football, dun, kind dun, of a bummer because Mahomes is not going yeah. to play. Look, I just assume he's not going to. Yeah, I haven't I, heard anything yeah, since Thursday. dislocated knee. That does suck. Because um, this would be the perfect test for what we right. Know, we haven't played that premier offense, and this is as premier as it gets in the league. Right. Like deep down, it sucks because you know Rogers, Mahomes, and this. We're probably not going to get another chance. Uh, well, I mean, I guess four years. I think, yeah, yeah Rogers is going to stick around. Um, but I mean, even even deeper deeper down. Come on. I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, this is. This should be a good win. <laughs> Hopefully, be a fun I win. guess I don't know much about the Chiefs. The, uh, at least their defense. I know they got ripped apart at against the Patriots at the end of last year, and you know, like four years ago, th- they had a really, really good defense, and then it just fell apart. And now they're the most explosive offense in the league. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, their their D has given up some points this year. That's for sure. Uh, 28 to the Ravens, 30 to the Lions, uh, 19 to the Colts, 31 to the Texans, but then only six to that anemic Joe Flacco-led offense. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Because it, it, they, they played pretty well. Was it Moore that came in? Who, who, Matt Moore, yeah. Who yeah, came, a nice throw to Tyreek, I know. Who, um, but apparently he was like uh, – was it a substitute teacher or he was like teaching? No, he was uh, – he was a scout for the Dolphins. That's what it was? Yeah, he was scouting Kyler Murray literally months ago in the spring. And, yeah, now they he's... called him up and they were like, hey. And, he, yeah, I guess he agreed to it. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go back up Mahomes? You know? Yeah. It, but overall, I, I 
going into this game, it's just going to be me thinking that it's a bummer that we're not playing. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, that would be so much hype going into the entire week and the, in the NFL. The, yeah, the double-edged the double sword of it is if, like, you know, for fuck's sake, somehow they were to lose this game, then mm-hmm. it's like, that's that's a tough look. Yeah. Um, so it looked like the Chiefs opened up. So obviously I imagine this is with the assumption Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is playing. Um, but is then playing? Again, well, I'm saying for the opening line, well, but, in Vegas, uh, sure, um, it opened at minus four, but he got hurt like during the game, so I don't know how they already had that line set. But anyways, it's all ready um, to Green Bay minus four and a half, and that's, oh, so it's, and, it's moved eight and a half. Points. Yeah, okay, and that I mean that, and that sounds about right with with Mahomes. Yeah, um, and Arrowhead is is a tough place to play, so it's not like this is gonna be any any sort of layup game. But I really would really be surprised if they don't pull it out somehow. Yeah, it, it's set up to be, you know, we're facing a team that might have to, an offense with a game manager type role. Mm-hmm. They have some talented backs as well, so we'll see what happens there. I think the run def- the run defense has been a little a little bit better of late. I mean, Jacob still had a couple really, really good runs against us, but they kind of had to stop once we were up so many points. But the defense, I, you know, this is, it seems like a decent matchup for the Packers for how we're you know we're kind of structured it's with Mahomes being out right I I think I'm gonna guess my prediction is gonna be shoot I don't know 20 21 shoot well what we got to keep scoring more points 21 <laughs> 45 Ooh. Packers. yeah I like that okay um I'm gonna go yeah 3720 good guys Oh shit! Did I fuck up how I said it? No. You no. did. I think you did. Oh fuck! I did. Damn it. <laughs> oh, we're too far along in this recording to cut it, but maybe we want to touch on um, the NFC North. I guess it's been long enough too. Yeah. For God, this division, man. Yeah. Stacked. Be it. it I it, mean, thankfully the Bears—they stink. I think this is the week where we're starting to get a better view of what it's going to be because the first few weeks, you know, the Bears were still hanging around and they were still the defending champ, and then the Lions were kind of hanging around too. But after they just lost on Johnson to IR, yeah, um, they just tra- inexplicably in traded Quandre Diggs. Yeah, I saw that. Too. I don't Their get players that. Were very happy. Yeah, that was. You don't want to be sellers at the trade deadline, but right. that's I mean, what they're doing. I mean, your season isn't over for by any means, but... Yeah, it looks like it's going to come down to us and the Vikings, probably. And they got Washington tomorrow, or, sorry, Thursday. Yeah. So... Oh, either, either one works. And that's, you a, know. that's a... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's a 15-point spread, so... Yeah. It looks like they'll be moving to... Six and two, so we got to go into Kansas City and take care of business ourselves. Hopefully, I still, I still think it's going to come down to the divisional games at the end of the year because mm-hmm. it's going to be those a lot of. Well, I guess Detroit three will be straight indoors, to end but it. Yeah. Three straight to end it. I think the Vikings are still a pretty well, solid Minnesota's team. Minnesota's indoors too. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is figuring it out. I don't think he'll stick around. I still assume we're going to hopefully win the NFC North, but mm-hmm. figured we should touch back back into that. But um other than that, I don't know what else what else there is to say. It was a good good weekend in Green Bay. Um, shout out to all of the listeners. That Our came, rabid fans. The rabid fans that came to uh, the tailgate. I also tried to do some guerrilla marketing. I don't think it worked too well because <laughs> it just had the cardboard sign with the logo. And 
I kind of hung it up in a couple different like places. An electrical blo- box. An electrical box, and then a, a state trooper flipped it over and kind of hit it and came back after the but game and grabbed it. destroy it or confiscate it, which I was, is surprising. Yeah, he just left it there. I'm surprised he didn't do anything. And then later I moved it, and some guy stole it almost immediately. I went into the stadium view, came out, and just stole it back, kept walking, hung it up somewhere else, and then it's it's gone forever. But, well, hopefully we got a lot of eyeballs on it. Yeah, no, it, uh, view, viewers or plays went up. Uh, 1.8 million, is 1. it 1.8 million after I hung that sign up. So, I don't know, pretty pretty impressive. I'm, I'm happy. Continued growth. Let's uh, keep growing. And on, on that, uh, I forgot to say it last week, please give us a five-star rating if you haven't already because I know you enjoy the show. This is the best Packers podcast Hell on yeah. the planet. Uh, le- yeah. Leave a review, too, if, if you would. We've only got a couple. More would be nice, and I think... If we could save another marriage, I can sleep peacefully. Exactly. And tying in with that, we might have a giveaway in the future, so tune in for that. But I don't have anything else. Um, Bone Crusher, please don't sue us. Go Petco. Beneath.